On July 24, 1987, Pioneer Day in Utah, Ron and Don Lafferty murdered their sister-in-law Brenda and Brenda's daughter Erica, age 15 months. The murders were a culmination of religious extremism and severe mental illness. Welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. I'm Christy Brower, here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Katie Beaver. Hey, Katie, how's it going? I am doing well. I have no complaints. Very good. I know (laughs) you just had to uh, bring your pups into your office to Mm -hmm. stop them from a kayayan, as we say here in in old Idaho. Oh, (laughs) man. Screaming and bawling their heads off in their bed. Yeah. Naughty boys. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're now currently chewing on my shoe, so. Well, of course they are. That keeps them quiet and entertained for a few minutes, then so be it. Right. <laughs> good enough. Good enough. Well, mm-hmm. this is our Tuesday episode, and we have a lot of stuff to share with you today. So we let's do. get started, Katie. I know you're starting with some WTF news. Who am I? <laughs> Oh, Indiana. That's all I can say. It's not Florida man today. It's Indiana man. Oh, boy. Oh, Indiana, why? Why would you do this? Why? We're talking about Andrew Wilhoit. Andrew was arrested and charged with killing his wife, Nikki, not too long ago. She had cancer. And he apparently was, well, tired of her, I guess. Wow. And he, uh, she disappeared and then her body was found and he was charged. That's who we're dealing with here. Wow. In the meantime, Andrew was running for public office. Oh, boy. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Ain't nothing like going to prison going to slow Andrew down. He is running for a seat on the Clinton Township Board in Indiana on the Republican ticket. Uh Uh-huh. And he actually won. Yeah. Oh, my God. He He was in jail when he won, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So according to state election officials, it's legal for people charged with a felony to run for local office, but they become ineligible if they are convicted. Not, I mean, he's in jail for murder? Yeah. Ooh. Her body was found in a creek. It's just unbelievable. Now, is. this is a small town. And there were three people running for these three positions. And so those three people got those three positions. Including Andrew, who they refused to remove from the ticket because, you know, just because he's been charged hasn't mean he hasn't been convicted. So they're going to go ahead and let him be on the board for now. From jail? Will he be Mm -hmm. attending via Zoom? (laughs) Right. I mean, I can't imagine he could actually do something. So ISP said 
During the course of a domestic dispute, the 39-year-old Andrew Wilhoit, Elizabeth's husband, or Nikki, she went by, had allegedly struck her in the head with a blunt object, causing her to lose consciousness. He then placed her body in a vehicle and drove to a nearby creek where he dumped her body. My God. The wife and mother, who had just completed chemotherapy treatment for cancer, filed for separation in March. So apparently. Chilling. Absolutely chilling. Absolutely. Yep. And has uh, political aspirations. My God. Yeah. That is absolutely terrifying. I'm sorry, but if someone, I don't care if they are just charged or not. If you're charged with murdering your wife, you shouldn't get to run for office. Well, no, because, you know, even if you are innocent, if you're being charged with murder, you're probably a little busy to be holding a public office. Yeah. You know, like defending yourself against Mm -hmm. a murder rap. So, wow. Yeah. This is gross AF Andrew. He makes my stomach hurt to look at him. Mm -hmm. Yep. There he is. Yeah. So, oh, Indiana, do better. That's Please. disgusting. Please do better. Well, we have a very big topic for you today. So I think we are, are going to hit it. Do so, we? yes, I'm going to send the mic back over to you. And if you guys are noticing we're stalling a little bit, we are. And we know we have a technical issue uh, that is out of our control with Christy's internet that it's going to be fixed next week. And until then, we're just going to have to persevere. It's this or nothing. So we're going to stall yeah. a little bit here or there, but we're going to tell our story. Then we'll be doing okay. our very best. Yep. So I'm going to kick the mic over to you for our main case. Okay. So you may have heard of a new uh, miniseries on Hulu called Under the Banner of Heaven. You know, we're always down for a good radical Mormon crime, aren't we? (laughs) We cover them all. Mm -hmm. We did not actually know about this one. It happened in the late 80s. And frankly, we were little kids. And I think we just, I don't know, somehow we missed this story. I had never heard of this. A friend of mine messaged me and said, what the hell is this? And I went, I don't even know. Right? No. So, of course, we had to go familiarize ourselves mm-hmm. with the murders of Brenda and Erica Lafferty. So, it was actually 1984 when this played out. Oh, it was? Which, that makes sense, because we were oh. born in the 70s. We really were right. little kids when this happened. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, we're going to tell you the story. But I want to do this first, because under the banner of heaven is one of those Mormon phrases Mm-hmm. that we know we've been mm-hmm. familiar with, but I actually went, what does that actually mean? What does under the banner of heaven actually mean? So I did a little research. Mm-hmm. Okay? I'm interested. I think I know, but I want to hear it. Yeah. Because you know, we, when you grow up in a particular religion, they have their own vernacular and all kinds yeah. of stuff. So under the banner of means to is, is claiming to support a particular cause or set of ideas or as part of a particular group or organization. So either as Mormons, we were supporting heaven or we were a part of heaven. Ooh, okay. Interesting. Interesting, Right? I thought that it meant 
fighting for heaven? No, it means supporting or representing, hmm. which is odd. Okay. Yeah. But let's is. give you the, let's give you the basics here. Okay. Strap in boys and girls. Yeah. So this murder was preceded by a lot of events in the Lafferty family. So this was in uh, American Fork, Utah, Payson, Utah area. And you have to, <laughs> where to even begin, you guys? Okay, so the Lafferty's <laughs> were a very staunch Mormon family. Mm. Uh, true blue, uh, there's a lot of words for that. But at the at the time that this radical, I think ra okay, radical, radical. They were very, ra they were, okay. So at the time that this is all going down, the um, youngest son in the family, or one of the youngest sons, Alan, uh, is, is dating Brenda. And mm -hmm. Brenda is was from Twin Falls, Idaho. So she was an Idaho Mormon. Now, mm -hmm. you have to understand. Idaho girls. Yep. We're a little more headstrong and, I don't know, crass than the Utah Mormon girls. Apparently, we, according apparently, to the show. I didn't well, know. That was, I, I remember that being a thing when we were kids. Like, you know, the Utah Mormons were the really good Mormons and the Idaho Mormons were not quite as, you know, celestial. wannabes, yeah. Kind of, yeah. So the Lafferty family, dad of the Lafferty family was violent, abusive, extreme, and... Crazy, controlling, scary. Yeah, very... And so his sons tended to marry women that put up with that. Mm -hmm. Well, Brenda had been a beauty queen. Mm -hmm. Brenda also went to college. Mm -hmm. And Ooh. she was very intelligent. Mm -hmm. And she just didn't buy into all this servitude of men crap. No, and she was a very staunch Mormon girl herself. She was, but she she was raised in a different kind of family. A lot mm -hmm. more like how we were, you know, mm -hmm. with a yeah. dad that supported her and supported what she wanted to do mm -hmm. and didn't limit her or hold her back because she was female. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. But boy, the Lafferty's didn't, didn't like it. Ooh. No, the Lafferty's didn't like it. And they from even from the time that Alan was just very first dating her. They were warning him that this mm -hmm. is probably, she might not be, you know, a great fit here in our family mm -hmm. kind of yeah. stuff because she was not a feminist, guys. She just thought that her own opinion mattered and it was okay for her to develop herself beyond just motherhood. Mm -hmm. What? In the 80s? In the Mormon church? Are you kidding me? Yeah. So... The two oldest Lafferty boys, they start getting real radical, okay? You know that Mormonism has quite a history of polygamy in the past. Yeah. The mainstream Mormon church does not practice polygamy. They're not okay with polygamy anymore, mainly because it's illegal, frankly. If yeah. it weren't illegal, would it still be happening? <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah. Um, but in 1982, Dan Lafferty, one of uh, Alan's older brothers, was actually excommunicated from the LDS church mm -hmm. because he tried to take his 14-year-old stepdaughter as a second wife. Gross. Super gross. Nice. Yeah. 
So then in 1983, Ron Lafferty is excommunicated from the LDS church because of his very extreme religious views, including embracing polygamy. So they're both Mm -hmm. trying to bring back polygamy, which newsflash, there are other LDS sects that practice it, but they Mm -hmm. were trying to start their own, basically. Right. Well, to get excommunicated from the Mormon church is a huge smear on your family. Oh, yeah. Like, there's there's no more shameful thing that you can no. think of for a family Yeah, if you are endure. staunch Mormons, yeah, that's mm. a huge deal. Huge deal. So bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, in 1984, Ron Lafferty decides to form his own polygamist sect called School of the Prophets. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, it was. Right. Well, there's this thing, and, and you, if you watch us at all, you know, because we've covered many other cases like this, that there tend to be men who sort of spin off into extremism and decide that if um, the LDS church has a prophet, which they do, that is the president of their church, that maybe they could be a prophet too, mm-hmm. as you do, I guess. Serious Chad Daybell vibes here. Yeah. Serious Chad Daybell vibes. So they say that they are receiving messages from God. Mm-hmm. And when you are a prophet receiving messages from God for staunch Mormons, I mean, that's just like the law. You listen, yeah. you do it no matter what. Well, they wanted Alan to join the sect. Mm-hmm. That's what Brenda said. She <laughs> said, hell no, is what she said. Mm-hmm. She probably said, heck no, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> or um, gosh, no. Gosh, yeah. no. But she wouldn't, she wasn't biting. She wouldn't let him join. And this created, as though their excommunications and crazy behavior beforehand hadn't been enough, this created a big rift in the Lafferty family. Mm -hmm. And and so Alan and Brenda were basically shunned out at this point Mm -hmm. because they were like, dude, we're not interested in this whole weird polygamy thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, Brenda. There was another brother, too, that was kind of shunned out, too, right? And they were kind of, they were more uh, hanging out with them. Yes. Yeah. Because not every, you know, most of the sane people in this family were like, yeah, this is not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Brenda even went so far as to say that Dan and Ron were not prophets and were not speaking for God. Brenda, you bitch. How, How dare you? she speak up? Yeah. Because you don't understand, you guys. Staunch mm-hmm. Mormons, women's words mean nothing. Yeah. It, it it's is gotten well, better. Yeah. It's gotten better over time to some oh. degree. But, uh, well, I mean, you know, the, the LDS ladies I know now have more of a voice. But our grandmothers had no voice. No, none, none at all. In but fact, when it if comes you to... ask them their name, they would tell you their husband's name. Our grandmother would constantly tell people, this is Mrs. Richard Brower. Oh, it made my mom so mad. Oh Betty, God. you have a name. Use your own name. Yeah. Yeah. But that's well, how it was. We have an aunt whose husband died and she lived another 15, 20 years. And she went by his name mm-hmm. that entire time after mm-hmm. he, he was dead for yeah. a long time. Crazy. So, you know, you got to remember the time frame here. This is in the 80s. This is yeah. like for her that's to speak up and say that, that is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Well, as you can imagine, Dan and Ron, yet they didn't like that. They didn't like no. so much. So conveniently, as tends to happen, 
in these situations. Ron received a revelation. And a revelation is a message from God, and it's usually some kind of marching order. Those pesky revelations again. They're always getting at you. So this he called the removal revelation. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to read it to you. Thus saith the Lord unto my servants, the prophets, Ron wrote. It is my will and commandment that ye remove the following individuals in order that my work might go forward. For they have truly become obstacles in my path, and I will not allow my work to be stopped. First, thy brother's wife, Brenda, and her baby. Then Chloe Lowe, and then Richard Stowe. And it is my will that they be removed in rapid succession. So, so saith the Lord. And this is very typical of the way that's, these. That's Mormon speak. Things. That's scripture speak. Yeah, yeah for definitely. Sure. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So some of the members of the school of prophets heard this and they were alarmed. Mm-hmm. But they didn't actually tell anyone. Yeah. Which was a big mistake. Alarm, but not alarmed enough to just, you know, call Alan and say, hey, sounds like these guys might be trying to kill your wife and 15-month-old child. Just FYI. You should probably, um, you know, call the cops. <laughs> yeah. But they didn't. Gosh, no. So <laughs> during this time... Things were not going well for Ron Lafferty. So his wife left him when he tried to marry her 14-year-old daughter. And there were some people that were really wrinkling him because they helped his wife during their divorce. Mm -hmm. And, of course, Brenda, the strong-willed wife, who was just basically telling him he was full of shit. Mm -hmm. So... Chloe Lowe, who was a had been a Relief Society president, which is the women's portion, the women's program in the Mormon Church, mm-hmm. and she had really supported his wife during their divorce and helped her. Richard Stowe, who was the stake president, so a high up leader, who had presided over his excommunication, mm-hmm. and then of course that pesky Brenda. Yeah. So on- and Brenda's baby, because apparently being a Offspring of Brenda was enough. Fruit of the poison tree, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So, on July 4th, 1984. Now, this is interesting to me because this is Pioneer Day. July yes. 24th is Pioneer Day, which is a, it's, it's a, it's a Mormon holiday. It's a mm-hmm. holiday widely celebrated in Utah and yeah. in our part of Idaho. It's oh, yeah. sort of like the 4th of July. There's a parade. There's fireworks. The rodeo. Yeah. yeah. You know, celebrating our yeah. Mormon, our, our pioneer heritage, which, you know, if you know anything about Mormons, they, they cross the plains to settle Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. So this is this the celebration of that. I find it strange they chose to do it on that day. Yeah. Um, but that is what they chose. Yeah. So they went to Ron and Allen's or uh, Brenda and Allen's home. And Alan wasn't home. I don't, I'm not sure why, but he wasn't home. Right. 
So they forced their way. He was in, working. Yeah. Which he is odd. Working. It was pioneer day. So anyway. Well, he worked in construction. Maybe it didn't matter. But yeah. yeah. They have. So they tried to strangle her with a vacuum cord and then slit Brenda's throat. Mm-hmm. And then they killed her baby by the same means. They actually fully Brenda. decapitated the baby. Yeah. Yes. Um, so then they left and went covered in blood to Chloe Lowe's house, only to find that she was not home. So, because you know, Pioneer Day, stupid. Pioneer Day. I know. I was like, this is a weird day to choose this. Like, why didn't you go on mm-hmm. a Sunday after church? Like, when you know people are going to be home. <laughs> anyway, so. <laughs> Way to outsmart the criminals there. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Duh. Um, so they decided at that point that maybe they're not supposed to continue, that maybe this is a message, you know. So instead of going to Richard Stowe's house, they um, head to Nevada. Mm-hmm. And they they were accompanied by a couple of other men. And they went to Reno. <laughs> And they were caught in Reno, mm-hmm. standing in a buffet line. What? Why? You I murder think... your family and then you go to Reno to eat in a buffet and do a little gambling, which, by the way, is very much against Mormonism. Right? Um, they weren't gambling. They were just eating. I'm sure of it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Then with their big profit beards. Yes. <laughs> we're going to let me show some pictures here. Let's, let's show some, some pictures before we go on with the story, because <sighs> I don't even know where to begin sometimes with this. Okay. So this is Brenda and Alan and Erica. Mm-hmm. This is Dan Lafferty. This is Dan Lafferty as he looks today. Mm-hmm. He has not cut his beard or his hair since he went to prison. Well, because he's a prophet, yo. Right. Yeah. He still believes that. Oh, yeah, very much so. He believes that he is uh, the prophet Elias? Elijah. He believes he's Elijah. And that one day the prison walls are going to come crumbling down and he will march out of the prison and announce the second coming of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. This is what we're dealing with here, okay? Yep. Him and Lori Vallow. Him and Lori Vallow. They'll march out of their jail cells at the same time. Yep. Apparently, that's the plan. This is Ron Lafferty. Ron Lafferty died in 2019. This picture haunts me. Uh, Because it almost looks like a casket picture. It isn't. It's actually a mugshot. Yeah. (laughs) But it looks like it could be a casket picture. It really does. It's creepy as hell. And Ron and Dan, they've never lost any of these crazy, terrifying beliefs. No. And Ron actually received the death penalty mm-hmm. in this case. And Dan got life in prison. But Ron actually was not ever, ex- he was never uh, executed. He died in prison of an unknown illness. I don't know what it is. But he had made the selection of firing squad. He had, yes. He was going to die by firing squad because at the time, Utah still had that. Mm-hmm. So this, okay. So 
they do, they are on the run for a couple of weeks before the FBI actually finds them in Reno. Mm -hmm. Well, because at first they grab the husband, they grab Alan and are convinced it was him. Right. Yeah. Absolutely convinced it was him. And Alan knows right away who it was. Yeah. So what he keeps telling the police is it was men with beards. Mm -hmm. It was men with beards. Yeah. His brothers with beards, but he didn't want to say that for a long time. Mm -hmm. So finally, they're caught and they're charged with two counts of criminal homicide. They also get charged with burglary and conspiracy to commit homicide. So in December, on December 30th in 1984 in the jail, Ron Lafferty attempts suicide. Mm -hmm. Um, He got some brain damage from that, but he did, it affected his memory and emotional control, which is a little terrifying considering it wasn't so great to begin with. Yeah. Um, he also tries to kill his brother, Dan Lafferty, in prison. Yeah. So they have to try them separately because they have, you know, Ron has become a danger to Dan. It's an interesting thing because it reminds me a lot of a story that you have told me before mm-hmm. uh, doing some of your uh clinical work in college at the state mental hospital where you saw two patients fighting it out because they both believed they were the real Jesus Christ. Yes. They were both in the same room (laughs) staring each other down. It was Mm -hmm. scary. And it does seem like maybe that's where this went. Mm -hmm. Is that we're both the real Jesus Christ and only one of them could live. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's only supposed to be one prophet at a time. Don't you know? Right. They couldn't both be prophets. So they are tried um, but in, and Ron gets the death penalty, Dan gets, um, life because one juror held out mm-hmm. on a death sentence mm-hmm. on a, which I cannot understand in any way. Um, but then in 1991, a baby in her crib, right? I mean, come on. What? I mean, that's very, that's very difficult for me to understand. Yeah. So in 91, um, Ron's conviction gets overturned by a federal appeals court, saying that the wrong standard was used to um, determine his competency to stand trial. So there were a lot of questions around because Ron was seriously mentally ill. Mm -hmm. Then he tried to take his own life and cause brain damage. And so it just went from bad to worse. So they retried him. And he is again convicted and sentenced to death. Mm -hmm. And that's when um, he chooses firing squad. Uh, Because, of course, he did. Yeah. Right. Uh, He had many more appeals that went clear to the Supreme Court of Utah and the Mm -hmm. U.S. Supreme Court. And they were all denied. Mm -hmm. So it was in 2001 that that the Utah Supreme Court confirmed his conviction and sentence and upheld Mm -hmm. it all. So there's actually a book called under the banner of heaven, Mm -hmm. and it is about this story. And that's loosely what the document documentary style reenactment Mm -hmm. is um, based on that's on Hulu right now. And, and it's not all out yet. I, we've just watched the first two episodes because that's, what's been released. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely go watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, th- there's a little creative license in there. There are a few things that yeah. 
don't quite jive with what's mm-hmm. actually true of staunch Mormons, but mm-hmm. it's, it's very interesting. Very interesting. So in 2019 is when the 10th Circuit Court of Appeals uh, refuses to hear Ron Lafferty's case. Mm-hmm. And so they again say, yep, you're, you are going to be executed. Mm-hmm. And then he dies of natural causes yeah. in November of 2019. So it's yeah. uh, pretty wild. He's He served 34 years on death row. And yeah. was never executed. Yep. But the there were definitely people working on his behalf with appeals feeling like he was not really um, well enough, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know what to say about that because he certainly was not a person that should ever be released. Yeah. Um, but he wasn't. So yeah. Dan is still in the Utah State Prison. In the mm-hmm. maximum security wing, he has Just trying to win the Guinness World Record uh, award for longest beard. I think. I, I, I think I so. I think so. Um, he calls prison his monastery, mm-hmm. which I think is creepy as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, when he has visits, like when when the media have gone to speak to him. His hands are cuffed. One leg is shackled. He has a train around his waist and his shackles are attached to a bar that's bolted to the floor. Yeah. Like he's still considered very dangerous. Yeah. I just want to tell you a few of the things that he has said that I think are absolutely terrifying. When asked about how he feels now about what he and Ron did. He says, it's never haunted me. It's never bothered me. I don't blame anyone for not understanding it. But if you had done it, it wouldn't haunt you either. It was a strange phenomenon. Then he says, I held Brenda's hair and did it pretty much the way they did it in the scriptures. Then I walked in Erica's room. I talked to her for a minute and I said, I'm not sure why I'm supposed to do this, but I guess God wants you home. I like to think she didn't suffer. It should probably draw more sympathy than it does, but I don't let it. Is that just, I mean, psychopath is what that is. Next level psychopath. Yeah. Yeah. So when um, asked how he, you know, what he's ever said to Alan about murdering his wife and daughter, he said, Alan once asked my mom why I wouldn't repent. There's some things you can't repent repent for. I'm sure Alan thought I was talking about an unpardonable sin. What I meant is you don't repent for things that aren't wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. They weren't sorry. Never sorry. Not sorry. Never sorry. Never recognized, have never recognized what they've done. No. to their family, to their community, um, still just as extreme and probably even crazier yeah. now than then. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh, the poor officers on the scene of this. Uh, it was the most horrifying thing. It just, it ruined them too, to find yeah. this scene, particularly the baby. Yeah. Well, this is a small town, Utah in the 80s. Yeah. 
these police have never seen anything like this before. It's kind no. of like what, what the Daybell case has been to our police yep. force here. You know, yep. these things are fortunately not as common to happen here. Yeah. However, it's not that they don't. Yeah. Um, Elijah says, or Elijah, no, Dan, not Elijah. <laughs> My God, you're drinking the Kool-Aid. What am I doing? He said, <laughs> you could say I'm patiently waiting to see if I'm Elijah. I could be wrong. Maybe it's all just a comfortable illusion. Maybe. Or Wait. maybe you're a psychopath. Yes. So that is the basic story. I really encourage you to watch uh, the show Under the Banner of Heaven on Hulu. It's very interesting. You know, and I know that lots of religions have spinoffs and extremism, but Mormons have a lot of it. There are a lot of spinoffs. Lot, as you know, there are many polygamous sects and various spinoffs of Mormonism. But there's this idea of I'm the real prophet, not that guy, seems mm-hmm. to be a real reason to immediately go out and harm women and children. Yeah. And we've seen it over and over again over the years with Elizabeth Smart, with the Daybells. Like, it's yep. scary stuff. Mm-hmm. It is very scary stuff. God said so. Yep. Oh, and, I can't and how, his name. The polygamous guy that got rested. That, uh, what is his name? Uh, Warren Jeffs. Yes. Thank you, Warren Jeffs. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it does, does always come down to that. Well, God told me to. Yeah. As though that gives people free reign. And you know what's so strange to me is with all of these people, what God told them to do was harm women and children. Yep. Always. I mean, what what the hell's the matter with your God? (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, that's pretty intense. So anyway, we wanted to share that with you because it is something that is, as you know, local to us. And of course, the culture is very familiar to us. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's worth a watch. It's pretty chilling, but it's worth knowing. I, I feel like it's important that we know that these kinds of beliefs are out there yeah. and that people in our own communities could be carrying them around. I feel like there's mm-hmm. at least a little bit of power in that. that I think there's a warning there that if people start deciding that they are above the law, because that was part of these guys, they refused to pay taxes. They refused yeah. to recognize the government. Yeah, they were above the church law. They were above all everything. And when yeah, people start acting God like said. that, you need to get them some help. Or yeah, or and also get the hell away something. from them. Yes, yeah. get them help while you're on the other side of the country. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, tell us if you've been watching Under the Banner of Heaven. We'd love to yes. know and hear what you have to say about it. Very interesting stuff. Yeah. All right, Katie. Well, I know you have a little weird crime time for us. Oh, I do. Okay. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about this girl. Her name is Jade Benning. In 1996, a man broke into her apartment and Mm. stabbed her boyfriend to death. His name was Christopher Hervey. Wow. Puppy. <laughs> Please, for real. That's an- <laughs> the puppies do not like this story. They, they hate this story. Uh, they The man stabbed uh, Christopher Hervey to death. He was 22 years old. And Jade was unhurt. But uh, she said that the intruder fled after he stabbed Hervey. Mm-hmm. And 
Hervey died from nu- numerous stab wounds to his upper torso. Um, it was a horrible scene. Mm-hmm. And they you know, have looked now for 26 years, they looked for who this person would be. They tried to match it up to other crimes in the area. They tried for DNA. They've tried everything to try to solve this crime. And they just have been able to come up with nothing. Wow. Now, neighbors said that about uh, 15 minutes before the stabbing that they heard loud arguing coming from that apartment. Mm. And so, uh, you know, police kind of thought, okay, so whoever this person is, they, he was having a fight with him. And, you know, Jade got there just as the fight ended and she saw this man run away and went in the apartment and there's Christopher stabbed and she calls 911. Well, that was how the story went. That is until 2020. When the police received an anonymous letter that said, just so you know, none of that actually happened. Jade stabbed Christopher to death. Oh, my God. And the police tracked Jade down and they arrested her. Wow. She had actually moved to Vegas. Uh, This happened in California. She'd moved to Vegas and then to Austin, Texas. Um, but just thinking there, she was home free at this point, apparently. Yeah, 26 wow. years she'd been home free, but she'd told somebody who told somebody because somebody sent that letter, yeah. And they still don't know who sent the letter, but they re examined the case. And what they discovered with some additional forensic testing is that they agree. Wow. So Jade has been arrested. And is being held currently on a $1 million warrant for Benning's arrest. Wow. Isn't that something? That is really something. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just because you think you get away with it does mm-hmm. not mean you get away with it. Yep, absolutely. So she was actually picked up in Texas. And I think they're actually still in the process of extraditing her back to California. But she's going to uh, stand accountable for that. So I have so many questions because first of all, who wrote the letter? Because you know, it wasn't Jade. I don't believe it was Jade. No. How did anybody know about this? She had to have She had to have squealed. And what did she do to that person that they decided to go ahead and pass this info along? Right. Or had they just sat on it and stewed about it forever? Like I should tell somebody this, it's not right. I don't know. I can't imagine having someone tell me something like that mm-hmm. and then expect me to keep it a secret. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I could do it. Well, knowing that all of these years, his family has not known what happened to him or who killed him. Right. And she's they out there happened, free in the world um, and has, you know, killed other yeah. people. Who knows? You know, who knows? Obviously, she uh, thinks she's above the law. And yeah. poor Christopher's family got to bury him and have all of these years of not having any answers. So anyway, Jade's probably going down. It sounds like they have some pretty solid evidence against her to uh, prosecute. I mean, the letter's nothing, you know. Right. The letter's nothing. It's an anonymous letter that'll do nothing. But the forensics are supporting it. So. Wow. Yeah. That is very interesting. So there's some weird crime time for you. That is some weird crime time. Thank you. Yeah. Well, this is our Tuesday case. We will be back tomorrow on Wednesday with another barn burner. You just wait. Mm -hmm. We'll be back Wednesday night for the Wednesday night case updates. That's our live stream at 7 p.m. Mountain. And Thursday night for the psychic hour. That is also at 7 p.m. Mountain and is also a live stream. 
it is time for marching orders. So we will be doing that on the Psychic Hour. So Mm -hmm. please stay tuned and continue to like, subscribe, share, and comment. It helps us to grow. And please go check out our Patreon over at patreon.com. We're True Crime Paranormal. We do provide extra bonus content that goes only to our patrons. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of years worth of extra content over there already. Yeah. You don't want to miss that. And it does help us keep the lights on here at uh, True Crime Paranormal. Yes, it does. Yeah. Well, you know it. We are True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Thanks for being here. Take care. (laughs) 